Part One, Groundwork. Chapter One, My Story. Introduction. Over the years, my experience has led me to believe that it is only those who have suffered themselves who can really understand the particular psychology of chronic insomnia. So, before I start teaching you how to get your life back, I want to spend a little while talking about the history of my sleeping problem. Reading about the experience of a fellow sufferer will assure you that what you feel, I have felt; what you suffer, I have suffered. But I do not do this in order that we can commiserate with each other. I do this so that you will believe that no matter how bad your problem is, you can get better. So while you read my story of woe, hold this exciting thought in mind: this person is now sleeping perfectly, effortlessly every night. How it all began. For twenty-three years, I had never really thought about sleep, although even as a child, I always took a fair while, up to an hour, to fall asleep. This fact had never really bothered me. Sleeping was something which happened every night, something I didn't question or wonder about, a part of my life like breathing or walking. Even in a strange bed, on a floor or in a tent, it might take some time, but eventually I would always drop off. Things only began to change when I went to university at the age of twenty-three. This was a time of late-night parties and numerous free days, all of which meant that for the first time since starting school, when I had regularly got up at six thirty a.m., I had no set waking-up time. Years later, I would find out that for many insomniacs, the problems begin at a time in life when they are keeping irregular hours. For example, during periods of self-employment, unemployment. Or when at university, to make matters worse, on those free days where I had no lectures, like the stereotypical student, I would often lie in until noon, one p.m. or longer. This meant that on many days I was spending far too long in bed, and in a sense I was getting far too much sleep. A second factor in the development of my insomnia came from my social life, which at this time was a whirl of parties and fun events. In order to get a good night's sleep in preparation for one of these social engagements, the day before I would go to bed nice and early at ten thirty or eleven p.m. The problem was that I might have lain in bed till noon that day, so was going to bed only nine hours after getting up. Not being remotely sleepy when I went to bed, combined with anticipation and excitement about the next day, meant that I was taking hours and hours to fall asleep. A pattern sets in. Soon, I started to notice a pattern of not sleeping well before parties. This was worrying. Feeling tired and tense was affecting my ability to enjoy myself. Before long, the same thing started happening before other fun events: weddings, Christmas, picnics, and days out in the country. Irritation soon turned to worry, and I started not to be able to look forward to these events quite as much as I once had. Then one night, the whole thing took a turn for the worse. I remember lying in bed on one not particularly special or significant night, when the thought flashed through my mind: "Wouldn't it be awful if I couldn't sleep well tonight, just like on those special nights? In fact, what if I didn't sleep at all tonight?" This distressing idea actually began to wake me up. This idea turned to fear, and the further away sleep became. At that moment, I noticed for the first time that worrying about not sleeping could keep me awake. And with that, my life changed forever. That night was my first full sleepless night, 
and the beginning of my first long bout of insomnia. The next day I had my first experience of the morning after. Little did I know that this was merely a taster of what my life was to become. I lay in bed until 11am before getting up, exhausted and grumpy. All day I could think of nothing but getting some sleep, and tried unsuccessfully to have a nap in the afternoon. Finally the evening came, and I went to bed early, to catch up on all that lost sleep. This time I tried really hard to fall asleep, and I spent another night awake, and then another and another. Now I really began to panic. Previously I had never missed a night's sleep in my life. What was wrong with me? I reasoned that there was only one thing I could do. I would go to bed as early as possible and just stay there. If I lay there for long enough, I would have to fall asleep, wouldn't I? I decided to simply lie in bed until I slept, for days if necessary. Oh my goodness, how wrong I was. The longer I lay there, the more tense I became. I ended up with stiff joints and an aching neck and shoulders through unconsciously holding my body still and tense. For weeks I kept up this terrible pattern, lying in bed for as long as possible and trying as hard as I could to fall asleep.' 